Good morning, church. So good to see you this morning. Whether you're here in person or you're participating with us online, I love you and I appreciate you. I'm so very thankful for this church family that we all get to be a part of what the Lord is doing here in this area and across the world. In fact, sometimes it's easier for me to to love you than it is for me to love me. And I don't know if you feel that same way about yourself, but I want you to know if you struggle too, love yourself and believe that other people love you, that you really are loved. You are loved by us. You are loved by the Lord. We're going to spend a lot of time this year thinking about reflecting on our own life, evaluating ourselves. In fact, today we're going to use the metaphor of a mirror quite a bit. And when I think about mirrors and I think about uh, my own personal experience with mirrors. I don't know if you have a personal experience with mirrors, but uh, when I think back to to mirrors, it's kind of a a sensitive subject. In fact, I wasn't going to share this first part, but because my parents are here this morning, I thought I'd be really honest with you, as embarrassing as this is. But I don't remember this, but my mom tells me that when I was probably three, four, five years old, um, I really liked mirrors. I I like to look at myself in the mirror so much so that she had to take mirrors down from the wall or cover them up because I like to look at myself. But the next 10 years or so, when I was a teenager, I really really fell into a period of self-loathing where I, I hated myself. I've probably shared this with you before in the past, but I hated myself. I hated looking at myself. I avoided mirrors at all costs. I was terrified to look at myself in a mirror. There, I would rather look at anything else in the world other than myself. And over the years, I realized that, that maybe not in a literal sense, but there's a lot of us who are afraid of our own reflection. Have you been there? Afraid to look at yourself. Maybe not afraid to look at your physical face in the mirror, but afraid to evaluate yourself. Afraid to examine yourself. Afraid to look at your own life. And and, and sometimes by accident, sometimes on purpose, you'll realize things about yourself, the things that you don't like. And so I I want us to be really honest with ourselves this morning and this year. In fact, that's going to be my big challenge for the whole year is for us to be honest with ourselves about ourselves. And so the question I want us to, to wrestle with a little bit right now is this. How do you react when you see something you don't like about yourself? How do you react when you see something that you don't like about yourself? Because we've all been there, I'm sure, haven't we? Maybe there's some things about yourself that you really like. That's okay, I guess. But, But maybe there's some things about yourself. Chances are there are things about yourself that you don't like. Things that you wish that you had already changed. Things that you know you probably need to change. Things that maybe you don't know where to begin to change. But things about yourself that you don't like. How do you react when you see those things? Maybe someone else points them out to you. Maybe somebody comes along and says, hey, this aspect of you, this really is not good. Or or maybe you, you see something in someone else and it causes you to reflect on yourself and you recognize that in your own life. How do you react in those moments where you see something about yourself that you don't like? Maybe you get angry. 
Maybe you get angry at yourself. Maybe you get angry at the person who pointed it out to you. Maybe you just get angry at the world. Maybe you go home and kick the cat. Don't go home and kick the cat. But, but maybe you get angry and upset. Or maybe you just get dismissive. And you just try to put it out of your mind and forget about it. Maybe you go into a period of self-loathing. Maybe you try really hard to, as they say, white-knuckle it. And you just try to fix it yourself, but how do you react when you see something about yourself that you don't like? That's what our text this morning is all about. That's what James, the the little brother of Jesus, is going to share with us about how do we react when we see something in ourselves that needs to change. So if you have your Bible, James chapter 1 and verse 19. James chapter 1, verse 19. Again, this is the little brother of Jesus, and here's what he says. He says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And specifically in this context, this slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to get angry, the context here is when you're hearing the word of God. So when someone is sharing the word of God with you, be quick to listen, be be slow to speak, and be slow to get angry. And then he adds on that the anger of man, your anger, the anger of man, or maybe in your case, the anger of a woman, maybe your anger is not going to produce the righteousness of God. In other words, you're not going to be the person that God wants you to be by getting angry about it. Your anger is not going to lead to or produce righteousness, the righteousness that God wants for you and from you. That's not going to be produced by you getting angry. But sometimes that's our first reaction, isn't it? When someone preaches or teaches or presents us with the word of God, or maybe we just stumble upon the truth of the word of God and it convicts us, sometimes in a reaction, in a defensive reaction, we get angry. We get angry at ourselves. We get angry at the person who told it to us. Maybe we get angry at God. But James warns us, listen, don't talk and don't get mad. Because when you get mad, God's righteousness is not produced. God wants righteousness for you. God wants righteousness from you. God wants you to to live a better, more just, more right life. But it's not going to happen if you get angry. And so we need to check that in ourselves, don't we? If that is our initial reaction, when someone says something that steps on our toes, when we discover something that convicts us, when it pricks our heart, We need to recognize that maybe our first defensive reaction is going to be to get angry. And that anger is going to prevent us from becoming the people that God wants us to be. So James says, before I go any further, this is the beginning of his letter. Before I go any further, when I say the truth to you, listen, don't speak, and don't get angry. Because your anger will not produce the righteousness of God. Look at verse 21. Therefore... Put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. 
The, the word, the word, the message about Jesus, the gospel is able to save your soul. In other words, it's able to save your life. Now, now notice it's the word that does the saving. It's Jesus that does the saving. It's the message that does the saving. See, when you think that you could just white-knuckle it, that you can just change yourself and save yourself and correct yourself and reform yourself and convert yourself, you're wrong. And that's one of the reasons we struggle so much with this. Because we think sometimes when we see something about ourselves that we don't like, that it's up to us to change it. That's not what James says. James says it's the word. It's the word. When you, when you hear the word of God, receive it meekly. Receive it with meekness. Because it's this word that can save your souls. It's this message, it's this truth that is able to save your souls. But you have to, I have to receive it with meekness. What is this meekness? I've shared this before, but one of the definitions of meekness is not overly impressed by a sense of one's self-importance, gentleness, humility, a poverty of spirit. So there's two things here. He says, receive the word with meekness, and before that, we put away all filthiness and all rampant wickedness. We have to say, I'm done with those things. I don't, I don't want to live that way anymore. I want, to be, I want to be honest. I want to be true. I want to be right. I want to be fair. I want to be just. I want to live the way that God wants me to live my life. I want to put those things away. And, and here's the thing. The way that this is spoken about, this sin that's in our lives, this sin is not you. Sometimes when someone points out a sin in our lives, it can feel really personal, can't it? Of course it does. Of course it does. When somebody says, hey, this is wrong and you need to stop that, we, we feel like we're being attacked. But, it, but James puts it in the way that, that our sin is like a, a dirty piece of clothing that we've been wearing. If I'm wearing a dirty piece of clothing, that piece of clothing is not me. I'm wearing it, and I need to stop wearing it. I need to take it off. I need to put it away. I need to put it far from myself. That's my choice. But I have to separate myself, myself, from the things that I've been doing and the way that I've been thinking. And sometimes the reason we react the way that we do when someone or something points out something in us that we don't like is because we're being defensive of our behavior and our thoughts and our words. But when the word of God convicts us and, and points out to us and reveals to us, this needs to change, take it off, put it away, change, listen to, receive the word with meekness. Verse 22, he says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. That's a powerful word, isn't it? Deceiving. Deceiving whom? Yourselves. Deceiving yourselves. We deceive ourselves when we accept the truth, but we don't apply the truth. Isn't that what he says? That if you listen to the word and you're a hearer of the word, you can deceive yourselves into thinking, I'm good. I'm good. 
I'm a religious person. I'm a person of faith. I'm a Christian person. I'm a disciple of Jesus because I accept the truth. He says, okay, well, that's good that you accept the truth, but that's not far enough. You can't just stop at accepting the truth. You actually have to apply the truth. You have to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Now, again, it's not you that's saving yourselves. It's the word that's saving you. But you have to follow the word. You have to listen to Jesus. You have to listen to the message of the gospel. You have to let it change you by not just accepting it intellectually, academically. You have to apply it to your life. You have to allow it to begin to change you. See, Satan, Satan is perfectly happy for you to be a daily Bible reader as long as you're not a daily disciple of Jesus. That's nothing against Studying the Bible and reading the Bible, you need to be studying and reading the Bible. That's the only way to meekly accept, receive the word, is to listen to the word. But you have to go beyond just listening to it, beyond just believing it, beyond just accepting it. You have to apply it. You have to allow it to change you, convert you. You have to start doing what it says. Satan is perfectly happy for you to read the Bible every single day as long as you don't do what it says. We have to really evaluate our lives and say, am I not just listening to it, not just believing it, not just accepting it, but am I applying it? Is my life changing over time? Am I getting better at following Jesus? Am I a different person this year? in January of 2023 than I was in January of 2022? Am I a better follower of Jesus now than I was then? Not am I perfect. We're not there. We're not talking about perfection. We're talking about growth. We're talking about obedience. We're talking about being doers of the word and not merely hearers only. Because if you're just a hearer, if we show up and we open the Bible, that's good, that's good, but it's only halfway there, if we, if we do that, there's a possibility that we can trick ourselves, fool ourselves, deceive ourselves into thinking that we're actually religious people, followers of Jesus, when all we're doing is listening and not really doing. Verse 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. That's a wonderful metaphor, isn't it? And it probably speaks to an experience that you've had. That the word of God reveals truth about God, but it also reveals truth about you. And that's the truth that we're not so comfortable with, right? I mean, we like when the Word of God reveals truth about God. God is loving. God is gracious. God is merciful. God is holy. God is just. God is good. And we, we love these truths about God. But then if we, we start sticking around with the Word too long, it's going to reveal truth about you. 
And, and chances are we've all had this experience where we've listened to a sermon, where we've gone to a Bible class, where we've done our daily Bible reading, and we've heard something in the Word of God that has convicted us, and we've said, I really need to change. I need to do things differently. I, I can't keep going through the motions I can't keep fooling myself. I can't keep deceiving myself. I actually need to start doing this. And then we went to lunch. And then we took a nap. And we forgot all about it. Have you been there? And he says it's like looking in a mirror and, and recognizing when you look in the mirror something needs to change. I can't keep being the person that I've been. I, I need to make changes. But then after you've looked at your face in the mirror... You forget what you've looked like. Now, here in just a second, I'm going to ask the men who distributed communion for us a few minutes ago to go back to the back, and they're going to distribute an evaluation form for us. And it, I told you last week that this evaluation was coming. You guys can go ahead and start headed back that way. But I told you last week that this evaluation was coming, and, and it made some of us already a little bit nervous. But don't be nervous, because the only way to begin to move in the right direction the only way to grow, the only way to change is to begin to evaluate where we are. Because if we're really honest, I think there's probably a lot of us who could say, I've been a Christian for a long time. I've read the Bible for a long time. I've sung these songs for a long time. But for the last few years, I've pretty much been the same person I have been. I haven't been growing and I haven't been changing. So here's what we're going to do. The next slide, there's a QR code. If you'd rather do it, you guys can go ahead and start passing those out. And if you're like me and you'd prefer something digital, you can scan that QR code or you can go to ccmcdermott.org slash evaluation or evaluate. Evaluation works better, but you can go to the website or you can scan the code or you can take the paper. And we're not going to have time in service to, to complete this form but I hope that you will spend time today just walking through these questions and evaluating where you are, where you need to be, and think through how we're going to get to where we, from where we are to where we need to be. And as we wait for everybody to, to get theirs, feel free to go ahead and start looking through that and thinking through that. But again, we won't, we won't spend a whole lot of time here in service on that evaluation. There's also a children's version that the children's ministry uh, group has come up with, and that is on the website as well. So if you go to that website with the QR code or with the URL, you can find the children's version of that. There's a PDF you could print off or do it on your device. Parents, you can kind of walk through that with, with your kiddos. Here's my hope. My hope is that you take these forms home or you do it on your, on your phone and you, you work through that. There's a, if you work through the one online, there's an email address place at the bottom. It'll email you your results back to yourself. My hope is that you hang on to those evaluations, either the digital or the paper version. My hope is that you, you fill it out and then you hang on to it 
And then we do this exercise again, maybe in six months, maybe in 12 months, I don't know. But that we do this evaluation again and that you can see progress. Because that's really what we're, we're looking for, isn't it? It's progress. Not perfection, but progress. Not perfection, because we're all in the flesh. And until our bodies are redeemed, until Jesus comes again, we're all going to struggle with sin. We're all going to struggle in, in various ways. But until then, we need to be making progress. And the only way we make progress is if we take an honest evaluation. Where am I right now? Where do I need to be? And, and what changes do I need to make to get there? Okay, let's, let's continue on. Look at chapter 1 and verse 26 of James. James chapter 1 and verse 26. It says, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but, here's that same idea again, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is what, church? One more time. This person's religion is worthless. This person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Do you see that phrase, deceives his heart? Again, James talks about deceiving your own heart. Sometimes the easiest person to fool is you. And we think, why, why would that be? How could I deceive myself? How could we be self-deceived? How could I deceive my own heart? Wouldn't I know? Wouldn't I know whether or not I was telling myself the truth? How could I deceive myself? Well, I think it's, I think it's easier to deceive yourself than it is to deceive others. And the reason maybe that it's easier is that you want to believe the lie. Right? You want to believe the lie. You want to believe a lie about yourself. And because you want to believe that lie about yourself, it's easy to deceive yourself. He says, these are indicators of genuine religion. Not just, not just things like, read your Bible, that's good, read your Bible. Not just prayer, that's good, pray. Not just come to religious assembly, not, not just come to church. Those are all good things, but if you're doing those things, but you're not doing the fool yourself into thinking that you're a religious person when you're not. This is real religion. Things like controlling your words, caring for orphans and widows, keeping yourself unstained from the world. These are indicators, James says, of genuine, true religion. Religion that God that God is pleased with. This is the righteousness of God. And again, God wants this from you. God wants this for you. He wants you to have this kind of life. And you can have this kind of life if you receive the word with meekness. If you're quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. If you become doers of the word and not hearers only. If we go beyond just listening and just accepting and just believing and actually do what Jesus wants us to do. When Jesus came, his invitation to people was to follow him. Follow him. Do this. Do what I do. Imitate me. Follow me. 
And if we become followers of Jesus, if we become Christians, disciples, what we're saying is, I want to do life like Jesus. And that means we're going to have to not just listen, we, we have to listen, but then go beyond listening and start doing. And recognize that if we aren't evaluating ourselves, we are likely deceiving ourselves. If we aren't evaluating ourselves, we are likely deceiving ourselves. Both the person who loves to look at themselves in the mirror and the person who abhors the mirror, both of them are likely deceiving themselves because they aren't really evaluating themselves. Both the person who thinks too highly of themselves and the person who is self-loathing are not really evaluating themselves. And so they are deceiving themselves. And as we said last week, one of the reasons we, we get so nervous and that we react so badly to correction, to rebuke, to a realization about something in ourselves that we don't like, Sometimes the reason we react that way is because we don't really believe that we are saved by grace through faith. We don't really believe that it's the word of God, the truth of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ that changes us and saves us and reforms us and converts us. We think we have to do it all on our own. And so when we see things about ourselves that we don't like, when we don't really believe in the grace of God, we react poorly. We have to evaluate ourselves so that we know who we really are, but then the way to become the people that we want to be, the way to become the righteous people that we want to be is by receiving the word of God with meekness, listening, and then doing Follow Jesus. Allow his word, allow his truth, allow his gospel, allow his spirit, allow Jesus to change you and transform you by being quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry, by being doers of the word and not hearers only, by evaluating yourselves, by looking in the mirror and don't go away and forget what you look like. Evaluate yourselves. Have the courage to, to look in the mirror, to look at the good and the bad and the ugly and then to allow Jesus to begin to transform you. Pick one thing on that evaluation that we looked at this morning. Pick one thing, just 1% in the direction of God's will in one increment do one thing new this week. Allow his truth, his gospel, his son, his spirit to begin to change you and transform you. That's what it is to be a follower of Jesus, isn't it? It isn't to say that we think that we're perfect or that we're going to be perfect before Jesus comes, but it is to say that we are committed to progress. We are committed to growth. We are committed to doing, to being doers and not hearers only. And maybe there's somebody here this morning and you're ready to start doing, to start following Jesus, to be baptized into Christ, to have your sins washed away, to receive with meekness the word of God 
that is able to save your souls. Or maybe you've already made that decision to be baptized, but somewhere along the way, you've, you've lost your way. You've taken your eyes off Jesus, and you need to recommit your life to a life of discipleship. Or maybe you're just struggling Struggling with events in your life, struggling with people in your life, struggling with decisions that you've made, and maybe you just need prayers and encouragement, and you need your brothers and sisters to surround you with love and care. Our shepherds would love to meet with you after service in the prayer room, or right now, you can come forward as together we stand and sing.